Welcome to Off The Chain, where we have conversations with people pioneering the consumer blockchain space. We cover their journey so far and many different items to hopefully give you what you need to either pursue your career, make the transition over, or anything else that might help you along the way. Today, we feature Zeneca in our debut episode. We're so lucky to have uh, such a big player so early on in the piece without any other episodes being uh, published yet. We cover many different topics with Zeneca, pieces around his uh, prior experience as a professional poker player, how he made the transition across to Web3, what his plans are within the space, and lots of different bits that hopefully will give you what you're looking for, whether it's to use that inspiration to keep going or find your way into the space and just make you feel really comfortable that no matter where you're starting from or what your talents are, there may be a space, a spot for you in this industry. Enjoy the show and let us know what you think. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode, or in this case, it's actually our first ever episode of Off The Chain, uh, where we talk to pioneers in the space. And uh, to start off with, I thought, what a better way than one of the absolute pioneers and you know, great uh, people flying the flag for us, for Australians, uh, Zeneca, welcome. Uh, thank you, really happy to be here. Mate, we're so uh, so pleased to uh, to have you, and you know you've been a great supporter of uh, NFT Melbourne earlier in the year with Zen Academy, sort of getting behind it, and uh, we did a little bit of a collab with giving some of the crew um, some some tickets to the event. So we we appreciate. I can speak for all Australians. You appreciate all mm. the support that, that you've uh, that you've given us. So mate, we're really really uh, glad to have you on. Um, look. You know, I love to start these things off, and no matter you know what sort of content I create, to give people a bit of context around who you are. Um, this really is, as I was explaining to you before we started recording, it really is um, an effort to help people through inspiration or education, etc., around you know how you can get into the space, um, how, you know, learnings that you can take, the different walks of life and, and starting points that people have had to, um, to get here. And yours is really, really interesting. So I'd love for you to just give you sort of um, origin story, if you could, for a couple of minutes. Yeah, for sure. So I got into uh, crypto and NFTs properly in like early 2021. Prior to that, I was a professional poker player, which I basically did. That was like my whole life prior to this. I did like from 2005 to 20, early 2021, it was all professional poker. I kind of dabbled in crypto in 2017, but then that like bear market hit in 2018. I was like, all right, that's it, I'm out. Uh, yeah, so like uh, you're born and raised in Oz and I'm actually living over in Germany at the moment. I've been living here for about three and a half years, but uh, most of my life lived in Brisbane, Sydney for a bit. And I got into NFTs because I had like friends that were into crypto and NFTs and they were telling me about it. And, you know, they told me about it in 2017. I was like, oh, sounds interesting and dabbled and then, you know, Bear market and i was like i'm out and then 2021 came around and i was like all right this time around i'm not gonna dismiss it because it seems like there's really something here and uh at that point there was DeFi that had been built and nfts and there's just so much more going on and i was like all right let me just sink my teeth into this and so i started trading flipping nfts obviously lost a bunch of money at first like most yeah. people do when they're first starting <laughs> yes. out but yeah. the bull run came last year and things started to go well and that was all good and well uh but i didn't love it it wasn't like fulfilling or rewarding and not something I really wanted to be doing forever. Uh, somewhere around the same time, I started creating content. So I started a newsletter, started writing, 
uh, Twitter threads, I started a podcast, and what got you? What got you to start that? You know, what what sort of made you think? Well, hang yeah, on, I should, I should so start creating content. I've always liked writing. I've always always wanted to have like I used to have a poker blog. It was never very successful, and I've always wanted cool. to like. You know, I was like, maybe I should start a travel blog or a food blog, but there's 8 billion of those that don't need another yeah. one of those. Uh, so, I, and I also learn better when if I have to like write something and explain to someone else. And I was like, so obsessed with this space. I still am. And, you know, I was like thinking about it all the time. And I was like, it'll probably help me to like formulate my thoughts if I have to sort of explain to someone else, like about a specific mm. project. That's what I, my first 10, 15 posts were about, like project specific. If I write, I'll learn and maybe help others. And it just kind of took on a life of its own. I had no intention to sort of turn it into uh, like my career or like become a content creator, launch Zen Academy, any of that. It was just kind of just a, hey, let's just try. I like writing and let's start, see where it goes. And it's kind of crazy that. where it's come. And how, um, I'd love to dig in a little bit because like the, the, the professional poker piece is, is really interesting. I heard you speak on uh, the Twitter space that NFT Fest had mm. running, leading up to, I'm, I'm speaking there as well. And obviously you are too. Um, I, and, I, and I heard you talk about, you know, and I really want to get into the, the part around, you know, transitioning from, uh, let's say a nomad or a one man band, mm. I guess, and, you know, no one to lead from a team perspective um, and then going into, you know, hang on, I've got all these people that, I, that I'm accountable for and, and, you know, sort of going through that process. But before we get there, what got you into into the poker piece? Have you had other businesses, like sort of solo businesses other than that or was it just you, you felt that you had a talent for it and you sort of pursued it? Yeah. Uh, so I got into poker in, it was like, so I finished high school in 2005 and I first heard about poker in, I think, 2004. It was just, I was in high school playing uh, video games with friends. And we had like a Halo night. So we had, you know, went to someone's house. There was like four or eight of us, I can't remember, playing video games. And then like we took a break, eat some pizza, watch some TV and poker was on. And, you know, one of, I didn't know anything about it at that point, but I always loved games. And one of our friends like told us the rules and it just kind of like, struck me. And I was like, huh, that's really interesting. And then, you know, I just, I have a tendency to like really go down rabbit hole and go deep. So I like went online, started Googling, went to forums, you know, ordered some books and realized, you know, you could play online and you can make money at this thing. And I was like, Hey, this is really fun. I enjoy it. And you can make money at it. Let me just keep doing that. And so, so like, similarities, it's very similar, very similar. And so, yeah, I just went down just that path for a very long time. And yeah, that's how I got into it. And I think there are a lot of similarities that- in poker. Yeah. Yeah, do you feel that like maybe subconsciously that once you sort of got that similar feeling and that similar sort of buzz from from I guess web three if we call it generally. Yeah. You made subconsciously you mentioned sort of going down rabbit holes. Clearly you've done that to great success twice now. Um, you know, is that is that feel feel like maybe that's what you yeah. very you subconsciously played to your strengths? Very familiar feelings. Yeah. I I, I just you know, you have those pivotal moments in life where you maybe make these decisions. And I very consciously remember making a decision early last year where I was like, all right, I'm going to, you know, there's something really significant happening here. I want to dedicate all my time to figuring it out. And uh, here we are. Absolutely. So do you, do you have any sort of, like, I'll give you like some context with me. I've got a music background. I'm obsessed with sports. I used to play a lot of sport and I've had businesses for 22 years. So as you could imagine, once the penny dropped for me with NFTs, mm. I'm like, what, 
why am I doing anything else? Yeah. I have um, responsibilities. I've got a web two agency of 20 staff and a few other things and a family, et cetera. So I couldn't mm. just be like, all right, I'm done. Yeah. I'm out. Let's, let's move across. Um, I got to watch a lot of talented people like you sail right by me and, 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 and do really, really well. But, um, you know, everyone's got their own path for sure. Um, have, did you have any, I guess, similar interests that, that sort of brought that across aside from, you know, what we've already spoken about? Not really. No, uh, it was largely poker and like in terms of a professional sense, you know, I, as a poker player, I did like a little bit of coaching and training. I was sponsored by a website and did like a little bit of work for them. And like I mentioned, I had a poker blog, so like very lightly on the content side, but never a business, never uh, working with or for or had other people working for me. And it was... Uh, more intuition. More intuition, yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So when, um, like obviously, you know, there was a point in time where you decided, right, I need to, like aside from the content piece, I want to get in this game. What, you know, where do you get that confidence from? Was it sort of like a... You know, did you set it up in a way where it was sort of low risk and and you were going for it, or you just had that feeling, you know, from knowing what success feels like that it was sort of something that you felt like it was going to go quite well? Do you mean like uh, crypto and NFTs, or more like yeah, Zen when you academy? wanted to start, yeah, yeah, it was an academy, and when you want, you wanted to actually get in the in the business of of, of NFTs and Web three. Yeah, so I mean, getting. The transition from poker into NFTs and Web3 was pretty seamless. It kind of, it happened over the course of like two or three months. And it wasn't like a, like I, yes, I decided, all right, I want to spend a lot more time or all my time figuring this space out. But I was still like, well, you know, I'm not expecting to make money at it to begin with. And I need to play a little bit of poker to, you know, just have it's some income. Paid, yep. And so over like two or three months, I think from February to maybe April last year, February to yeah, probably April is when I last played poker. It was, you know, I just slowly wound down or maybe quickly wound down the amount of poker I was playing from, you know, 30 hours a week to 20 to 10 to five to, all right, now I don't have to play. And and then after that, it was being in the space and just so much time uh, doing everything in the space. And uh, then after like six months in the space is when I launched Zen Academy and and just decided, if I want to do this full time and just want to commit to this, I should probably do something that's not just trading of, of NFTs because it's high risk and not fulfilling. And, and that's where I really wanted to build something. For sure. For sure. So, but at that, at that point from a, from a build perspective, did you think of Like, did you think about, did you sort of just go all in and say, well, I'm, I'm going to, you know, worst case, it's just me and I'm going to give this a go and, and see what happens? Or you sort of thought, all right, you know, I've got a good shot at this. So I'm going to sort of put a bit of a plan together and think about the strategy, et cetera. It was like somewhere in between. Like it was very much, I, I started out, it was just me. I didn't, you know, hire a bunch of people and, and then promise the world to people. It was very uh, experimental, everything I was doing. I, I sort of really went with the under-promise, over-delivered, Kind of ethos where I, I was basically I sold these NFTs as like a membership to Zen Academy and was kind of telling people, you know, I don't know exactly what this is going to be or how I'm going to be able to do this, but you know, if you've enjoyed my content over the last six months um, and think that you know I might have the ability to build something meaningful here, then 
maybe this is something worth being a part of. And like the, the mint price was intentionally very low. It was 0.033 ETH, you know, back um, about a year ago when you know, a lot of projects were minting out between 0.1, 0.2, and then up to like, yeah, 1 ETH, 2 ETH, 3 ETH with the Dutch auctions. So I, I never felt a ton of pressure uh, for the, the Genesis membership. So yeah, I was able to sort of just kind of, go with the flow and, and see where it led. And, and now we're, there's about 20 of us working on Zen Academy. So it's been a big year. That's cool. No, I, I really love that strategy. It's what drew me to uh, Maddie DCL as well with MediKey. Mm. I, still, I still remember the tweet um, and I'm kicking myself for not getting that, that Genesis when it was whatever it was at, at, at Mint. I actually, I actually looked at it on the first release and the second, the artifact release, which obviously mm. then got your clone X's and kicking myself, but the, the strategy and the rollout, as you know, there was so much else going on at that time. But I was like, man, these guys are doing it in such a different way. Um, you know, very similar to yourself where he literally was like, I don't know if this is going to go up. We're building it as a collectible, mm. very small supply. We're literally essentially doing this as an experiment. Mm. We have this very, very long-term plan. Buy it if you want. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, it was the exact opposite of everything else. And maybe for me being, you know, I love, I love a gamble as well. Maybe it was sort of like, well, I was very short-term minded during that phase because it was like it was mm. all this you know, dopamine going around and just like, give me, give me something fast. Like, you know, keep me going. And, um, it turns out that, you know, you guys have done it in, in, in such a great way. So, you know, kudos to, for trying to be different and, and, and pulling something off in a different way. Yeah. I mean, I got a lot of inspiration from what Maddie did, you know, when I launched in November, there was only like maybe a handful of membership style projects. Now we have like hundreds of them, dozens of them, like alpha groups and membership, but there was really just, uh, MetaKey, there was Metaverse HQ, there was VFriends, and maybe one or two more. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I was a yeah, big fan and, and part of MetaKey really early on and uh, really love that approach. So, yeah, a lot of respect to him. No, I love that. No, that's cool. Um, so, funny thing, like, funny thing, uh, when I saw your 30 days of NFTs on, on LinkedIn. Now I know for sure you didn't see what I was doing, but there's a coincidence that I actually did a hundred days of NFTs, um, a video per day. Well, actually it wasn't per day. It took me about 10 months to get through a hundred yeah. uh, because I was doing a few other things at the same time. But um, I did a um, hundred videos over yeah, about nine or 10 months, starting from early January to sort of cover my opinions on, on, on mm -hmm. lots of different things. But um, just coincidentally, it was a very That's really cool. Name. Tell us a little bit, tell us a little bit about, um, I mean, you go into a lot more depth than, than, than what I did and, and you've got a lot of value um, in what you're, in what you're creating, but tell us a little bit about um, the 30 days of NFTs and, and, you know, how that sort of links to what you're doing. Yeah, so this is probably the thing that we've done over the last year that I'm most proud of and happy that we did because it's it just kind of works so perfectly. It, it's probably about uh, what four months now. I'm just looking at my calendar. Emily, who is she heads up marketing community for us, she had this idea and she said, you know, wouldn't it be great if we just did this email course for you know learning uh, teaching people about NFTs where they could learn directly in their inbox rather than having to go on Twitter or go on YouTube or find something we can go to them. And she was like, she had the idea. She said 30 days of NFTs every day. We would send them just a you know small bit of information to be digestible. And from there, it took maybe two to three months. And there were like 
four or five of us that worked on it between writing the content, editing the content, creating the website, getting the email stuff ready. And yeah, we just put together this 30 day course that was like every single day is like a three to five minute read on like a different topic. So like day one is what is an NFT? Day two is what is a blockchain? And then, you know, I don't know, day five is what is a wallet and then how to set up a wallet and what is discord and all, all the basic stuff. And yeah, we just do it via email. You just go to 30 days of NFTs.com, enter your email address, and then immediately you start getting emails and it's, uh, it's free and it's just so, it just works so well. And you know, we've had really good positive feedback and reception to it. So, uh, I think that's something that like, we're, like we've got, I think we launched about a month ago and we have about three and a half thousand people subscribed, which is, yeah, just blowing us away. Like I remember, like, so we launched it, uh, we were in Vegas for a web ec- Web3 Expo, there was a conference a month ago, and like we soft launched it there where we told people in person about it. And we were like 30 people signed up over the course of a week, just, you know, word of mouth. And then we were like, all right, time to sort of tweet it out and share it publicly. And Emily and I were like, all right, our goal is 100 subscribers. Let's get to 100. And then it was just like, we very quickly got to like 500 that night. And then within a week, we were like 1,500. Wow. It like blew us away. That's so cool, man. I mean, you know, it just goes to show how you know, thirsty people are for information, especially when it's a reliable mm. source as well. You know, clearly we, we've all seen the, I mean, especially now the misinformation that's flying around and just, I guess, you know, the pros and cons of uh, of what's going on from a decentralization perspective, but also, you know, the, the misinformation that's going around can be really harmful. So, um, you know, people are looking to, to trusted sources for, for information. And I, I always say, or I have been saying, whether it's, you know, during the last bear market prior to NFTs taking off or this bear market from an NFT perspective, people, not everyone goes away. The curiosity mm. stays. And like we even saw, you know, throughout, like, like I said before, the, the NFT piece take off, Web3, like crypto conferences were still getting a lot of people there because of the blockchain component, right? The technology was still keeping people curious. And now with the cultural aspect and the relevance of NFTs and how it's making the penny drop for more people because of the ease of understanding and, you know, that cultural aspect of of things that people already love and how it's making it easier for them from a frictionless perspective to transact or engage with whatever it is that they're interested in. I think that, you know, this next period, we're going to see more and more of that. We're still going ahead with our events. You know, obviously you need to be cautious because you don't want to get out of business. But at the same time, there is still, especially from a corporate perspective, a whole bunch of, of interest. And from a consumer perspective, we're starting to see it more. But you, we find that you need to be a little bit smarter about how you're positioning it. It's not about, you know, the technology is this, this and this. It's more about market to you know the particular segments whether it be art music sport gaming etc and explain to them in your messaging how they can come and experience how it's going to be better for them in that particular stream that Mm -hmm. they're that they're passionate about and remove the whole you know conversation of of the technology that that either scares them because people fear what they don't know or goes over their head and they feel like that it, they're not welcome there because, you know, they, they just frankly don't understand it. Um, so I love, you know, I really love that approach. And, and obviously there's a, there's a huge, huge space and lots of great players, particularly in Australia, that are going down that education and information ramp. And, and I think, you know, we're all together really playing a huge part in the, in the onboarding and, 
um, and removing that, you know, mystique yeah, of, 100%. Of, of whatever it is for, for, from a um, technology perspective. It's so complicated. So 100% agree. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, sometimes I still get tripped up on stuff. And, Me know, too. We, yeah, we, we've all we been, all do. Been in it for, for, for quite a while now. So, you know, we certainly need to have empathy for sure. So, um, and mate, I, I need to you know, touch on the... I've heard, it, I've heard you speak about it, but certainly I, I speak about it a lot and, and it is spoken about quite a lot in terms of, I feel like a lot of that I'm going to call romantic view uh, from a lot of the early Web3 adopters around everything's so different. You need to forget everything you know. You know, it's a brand new world. Some of that has, you know, weight, but certainly, you know, I love hearing that you're building an email list. You know, I love um, when people are talking about parallel skills that, are, that apply and come across. Uh, I was even on a space a couple of days ago. There's an Aussie breakfast show on Tuesday mornings on, on Twitter, and they were talking about um, how to market in this space. And, you know, the, the topic came up around it hasn't actually changed that much. It's just exposed the people that are trying, now that the bull runs over especially, the people that are trying to just sell mm. as opposed to market and build community. Like Gary Vee is an enormous inspiration of mine and his approach is now, what, what he's been doing for so long is now what you need to do in Web3 to have the credibility and essentially the way you're playing it, right? Content marketing, building trust, building brand, and um, you know, earning, earning, earning that attention and, and trust through um, providing proof points and and all the rest of it. So you know, I, I love to see that. But you know, do you have any sort of thoughts around how you're going to continue to adopt um, those methods and, and continue to scale? Yeah, I mean, I'm a big fan of Gary as well. Huge inspiration, and I think his just general approach of creating lots of content, high quality content across a variety of mediums is kind of what we're trying to do where that's why email is working so well it's you know for the most part for a lot of people and projects especially last year and early this year is like twitter and discord were like the two places that you exist and that's good and well and it's, it was great during a bull run when there were like thousands of people every day coming to twitter and discord trying to find but now we're at a point where very few people are searching and trying to find about nfts and uh, it's in order to sort of onboard people and sort of build a community that is really global and, and everywhere and, and for everyone, we have to go to sort of where everyone else is. And that's, you know, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, even Facebook, LinkedIn, LinkedIn. Absolutely. LinkedIn is huge in person in real life events are huge. Uh, so yeah, we're really just, and not just like, uh, the other thing that we're paying a lot of attention to is sort of going global and, you know, reaching out to communities in Japan, Korea, the Philippines, Brazil, Africa, India, not just the traditional sort of Western spaces like America, Europe, and Australia, and New Zealand, and Canada. It's, uh, there's, there's like a thriving NFT community in most countries around the world. And if we can build those bridges, then you know we can really make the world smaller and, and bring people together. No, absolutely. I love that. I think, you know, that, that, that omni-channel approach, like I said, you know, it's, it's, we're building businesses, right? People, people are starting to, to get it. I think that the best operators have known that from the start, but this whole project terminology, yes, we know what people are referring to when they say that, but it is a business. We need to have proper scalable marketing, um, strategies and plans that, 
um, can can be nimble, and you know we need to get the right the, the right people's attention and and be you know exactly meet them where they are and, and talk to them in the way that they they expect to be spoken to in terms of you know what they're interested in and, and, and how they want to hear things for sure. No, that's cool. So um, obviously you're you know you're traveling, you're setting up shop in in Dubai. You're you're mentioning as well. Um, Aside from that, you know, what are you what are you planning on uh, for for twenty twenty three and beyond? Yeah, it's kind of wild that we're already there. This year's gone so fast. I know. <laughs> so setting up shop in Dubai, I mean, we've already set up shop in Dubai. We've incorporated there, and uh, but I will be moving there. My partner will be living there starting January, and probably for six to twelve months, plan to be there and continue to you know set up the corporate structure and then make sure things are running smoothly. Uh, bring other people there to work or find other people there, all sorts of stuff, but then come back to Australia late next year or most likely late next year, which I'm really looking forward to. Uh, on the like the Zen Academy and the business side, it's really just continuing to do what we're already doing, like create content. We're, we're like, more than anything, we're a content company. We, we That's why we started. It came from my newsletter. And then, you know, now there's, we have weekly news, daily news. We have, various types of news we have podcasts and youtube and just reaching different people and talking about there's so much to talk about when it comes to nfts and uh just continue to like build a community that's like the, the biggest part to me it's like create content and build a community that um appreciates the content enjoys it um can like share it and and discuss what's you know yeah different parts of it and uh yeah, really just community building and content is uh, 2023 for us I love that. I saw that, um, you know, again, in terms of going with your own approach and not, um, you know, sort of doing the copy paste approach. And, uh, you know, I've seen this, you sort of talk about this PFP um, release that you're, mm -hmm. that you're planning. Um, is that, is that booked in? Yeah. So like, Q1 that, next are, are year, uh, we, we are doing a PFP. We're actually, uh, so we've got these Genesis tokens there, ERC 1155 NFTs, which basically mean they're yep. all the same. They're like a letter, a membership letter, a membership card type thing. So nothing like art related to them at the moment. But uh, I, I, when I launched a year ago, I didn't want to do a PFP because there's too many PFP projects. And so then why right. now? Because there's eight billion more now so many more uh basically because the existing community wants a pfp and a lot of people have said that they would love to have a you know a zen a zen academy pfp to you know represent themselves on social media and to sort of identify others and so it's with that in mind that we are launching one uh the process is basically people will be able to burn their current token get a chest and then open the chest chest is kind of like a clone x file or a ranger black box it's that model that's been done before but i think is fun and kind of works uh, and so all the utes, uh, utes tubes and, uh, yeah. So the burn process to get the chest will happen uh, later this month in November, the next couple of weeks. And then the opening of them will be Q1 next year. And that's, I'm really excited and looking forward to that as well. Amazing. Yeah. I love that. I love the, I love the way you've gone about that as well. And you've spoken obviously about understanding the important, the importance of the supply mm. demand ratio and not, um, you know, not increasing and devaluing existing existing tokens and really putting community first. So, um, really appreciate that 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 approach for sure. We've, you know, by and I guess I might I might, I might be putting words in your mouth, but I, but I guess you know the other benefit of the way that you've gone is you've had more time now to see a lot mm. of the mistakes that. 
projects with PFPs or just projects in general have gone because you didn't go with, you know, and some of them have done very well by going upfront, building brands, you know, even great Aussies, dead fellas obviously killed it in that regard and Psychedelics Anonymous and a few others. But you've had the, um, the luxury, I guess, of not that you've sat back and done nothing, but you've gone with the approach of slow and steady. Mm-hmm. Um, let's let's sort of let's sort of run our own race and and go with it. So you know what what could what sort of advice for again to sort of go back to how we started the show? What could you say to someone, whether they're a professional poker player or an entrepreneur from uh, from another industry that, or you know anywhere in between with with relevant skills, even a copywriter, you know? You know what, what? What would you say to them from an advice standpoint? In you know how to, how to sort of approach the space? You know, given the timing that we're in and all the rest of it, um, you know, people would obviously be pretty apprehensive. So, you know, what, what, do you have any advice that you could sort of share that might be valuable? Yeah. So we're in obviously a really terrible bear market, and we've been in one for a while. There's no real end in sight. Who knows? It could be another month, three, six. Could be two years. It could be however long. And so it's difficult to sort of suggest people, you know, come in and launch their own brand new project because it is really difficult to stand out now and and build a community and and get enough interest. That said, I'm a big fan of just jumping in and just like getting your hands dirty and just trying something. So if you're, if you're a copywriter, if you want to create content, just start writing some Twitter threads, start a newsletter. And, you know, if you've not done it before, if you're new, it's probably going to be pretty average in quality to begin with. Like, but that's fine. You learn as you go along and iterate and you'll, you'll get feedback from the community. And, you know, even if you have one person reading your content and then you have another person and then eventually you just work off of that and build it up and, and iterate on top. Like there's this quote from Winston Churchill, I think, uh, perfection is the enemy of progress. And I think that it's really applicable to this space. So whether if you, whatever you want to do, just there's no substitute for just self, like just, trying and getting experience and it's you know as long as you're not sort of you know asking people for like a a bunch of money or like you know trying to it's very forgiving the space because you know we live in these uh 10 second hype cycles today with the tiktok generation where if you create something and it doesn't quite land no one's going to remember it you know an hour later so just keep trying lots of things and when you find what works and what interests you and what resonates with others then you can really lean into that totally yeah no hundred percent and you know it all comes back to start off with providing value and you know our mate Gary V right just provide as much value as you can build that trust within uh, whichever community you start to foster on whatever platforms hopefully you're across multi-platform to give yourself a better chance um but mate really really valuable insight I appreciate uh, your time so much you know the the team at nft fest said it really really well how how generous you have been with your time and um it's amazing in this space you know the it's not always the rule but you know the successful people and the and the busy people are often way more generous with their time than, than people that probably value their time more than they probably should so uh honestly mate i, I really want to reiterate uh, really appreciate your time um good luck with uh, your session at nft fest uh probably a couple of days after this airs because we'll, we'll, we'll get this ready for, for, for next week. And I really will continue to uh, be cheering for you from afar. Hopefully we can touch base a couple of times, you know, over the next few months. And, and when you're back in Oz, mate, I'd love to uh, catch up for a beer and, and, and have a chat. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a real pleasure. And uh, yeah. Absolutely.
Anytime, mate. Cheers. Thank you so much. I really hope you've been enjoying Off The Chain so far. No matter how you're consuming this content, please leave your feedback either through the content platform itself or find me on Twitter at OffTheChainWeb3. Cheers for your support. Thanks a lot.